Hey gang, what's going on? And welcome to Talking Vegas All Day with KA. I'm your host, KA, and on today's episode, we're going to take a little trip back in time to talk about a hotel that is staying today. To talk about a hotel that is still standing today, under a different name, however, but that's the history of the Monte Carlo. And and a special guest today, I have JA join me. Say hi. Hello. And we are going to discuss the history of the Monte Carlo. But before we get started, gang, remember, hit that like button, click subscribe, and punch that notification bell so you can get updated when we drop new episodes. But before we get started, let's go ahead. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get started and talk in Vegas all day with K.A. So the Monte Carlo started out in 1996 where so the Monte Carlo started out in 1996 in a space that was originally the Desert Rose Motel. Did you know that? I did not know that. It was originally going to be named the Victoria after Queen Victoria itself and was going to be a British themed resort. It was later renamed to the Grand Victoria and then back to the Victoria. However, two competing companies, MGM Mirage, who was owned by Steve Wynn at the time, and Circus Circus Enterprises, decided to team up and build the resort instead. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Later, Steve Wynn, the chairman of MGM Mirage, wanted to rename the Victoria to the Monte Carlo. People doubted he would rename that. However, once the board decided on the name, it actually was a favorable vote and the Monte Carlo stuck. Isn't that very interesting? How about that you? is interesting. Could you that. imagine that being like a, um, a British-themed hotel instead? <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like that, to be honest. You oh, know, I know yeah, you are. I'm kind of an anglophile. Yes, you are. And that's a that's a ten dollar word right there. Anyway. So everybody. Anyway, so the uh, my Carla was part of a three mega resort opening in '96. Um, for those of you who don't know, that year was a big boom year. You had the Stratosphere, what's now known as the Strat, um, opened up early in the year. Then the Monte Carlo, and believe it or not, what we'll be talking about down the road, New York, New York. So that whole little area was starting to become developed in 96. The Hotel and Casino was named after the Monte Carlo Casino in Monte Carlo, um, and was very much a Moroccan-themed resort initially. That was the theming of it. It was a 300 and $34 million casino when it opened at 12.01 with a special 12-minute 12 12-minute 12 long fireworks show. The hotel would feature 3,000 rooms, 250 suites, a 90,000 square foot casino convention center, 
pool and water park, shopping mall, a 1,200-seat Lance Burton Illusion Theater, which would later now be what the park theater is at. On a side note about the Lance Burton Theater and who Lance Burton is, he was an illusionist and magician at the time. When the tragic events of 9-11 happened, Lance gave out 5,000 tickets to anyone who donated to the Red Cross. It's pretty cool. They also had at opening six restaurants, including a buffet, a food court, and their own brewery, the Monte Carlo Brewery. Did not know that. I can only imagine that's what it became with the pub. But we'll be talking about that later. So that's how the hotel was. Now, the biggest thing with the Monte Carlo throughout the early to about 2007 was it really never had an identity. It had the outside was very Moroccan themed, but the inside was, how would you describe it? Well, it was, it was Monaco, but you know, that European flair kind of, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the it was a little bit more nondescript. It wasn't like like Venetian is like this is Venice, you know. This is Italy, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was always the knock on the Monte Carlo is like while the structure and all that had, but like the restaurants, and it was just a hodgepodge inside. Um, in 2007, the Diablo Cantina opened in front and became the most popular Mexican restaurant on the Strip until it closed in 2017. Walked by there so many times. We never actually went in there, though. No, and we always were like, hey, we should check this place out, and we never did. That should have sailed. On January 25th, 2008, part of the Monte Carlo exterior insulation finishing system caused a three-alarm fire. The fire burned on the top of the hotel, and everyone inside the hotel could see were forced evacuated. A total of seven people were injured, luckily no one died. And the total estimate of the fire was around $100 million. Um, it was, uh, and there's actually, if you Google on on um, on um, Google, that there's actually pictures of like the Monte Carlo sign, the one side close to where you would enter, like it was literally on fire. Like the fire went up and caught that on fire. Um, that was refurbished and in 2009, his floors were remodeled to become Hotel 32. Boutique and suite um, hotel. It had all suites, it had a lounge and its own pool. And that's how everything ran till about 2015 when MGM began building what is now the Park Theater and began resurfacing rumors that in 2016 the Monte Carlo would be beginning transition into what is now known today as the Park GM. Now, we will discuss the Park G- Park MGM in future episodes. However, today, we just wanted to focus a little bit on the Monte Carlo. But since this is Talking Vegas all day, um, we're gonna, and this was one of our, if not our favorite hotels um, and casinos in Las Vegas, uh, J.A. and I are going to take some time here and uh, share some memories. So... Um, Let's first talk about what was your first initial impersonation, interpretation. My impression? Yes. So what was your first impression of the Monte Carlo? Well, it was, you know, my first time 
staying in Vegas. It was my first time to Vegas and, you know, the opulence, you know, the lobby, it had that kind of European opulence going on. And I was just wowed. And, you know, when I first stepped out that first night, seeing the strip, you know, it's just such a cool sight. I think the Monte Carlo always hold a special place in my heart because that was the first hotel I stayed at in Vegas. And it was quite the memorable trip. Yes. Five year anniversary. And I had very, you know, much sprained my ankle four days before the trip. Mm-hmm. So those long walks through the lobby, you know, through the casino to get to our hotel room while I'm hobbling. And, you know, you said I was like the walking dead because I couldn't walk right. <laughs> yes, quite right. My, my ankle got all stiff, you know, so um, just that long walk <laughs> that always stick in my mind. But um, it was definitely a trip to remember, you know. And... Yeah, the thing for me, my first impression of Monte Carlo is like you said, the opulence of it, especially on the outside. The thing that got me always was with it was how in the middle where all the uh, games and casinos were, how you walked in that main casino room and how it was just massive. Um, and, and of course, other casinos are like that. However, this one just seemed like it was such a huge room for this casino. And remember, there wasn't like you go like Palazzo or other, there's like little nooks, twists, and lots turn, of different wings, and, and like yeah. areas and like like columns going down or like just different areas of restaurants in between or something. This was just like a big room. It was open concept. It was very <laughs> open concept and everything was the size. Remember that was, I found that really interesting. Um, the other thing I thought was always good was, you know, you, you knew how to get in and out of places, but there was always that weird like area. You didn't know which hallway you were going to go into. Like if you wanted to go to the pool, it was always straight ahead. But if you wanted to go to like catch something like the pub or get on the tram to go over to Aria or Bellagio, you had to go to this one. And if you wanted to go to the front desk, it was this one. So I always remember that first couple trips, we were always so confused about. And then the elevator was like hidden. Yeah. yeah remember like the elevator was like, yeah. there was like that gift shop. I just remember, like, it was, like, really easy to get around the casino part, but the hotel part was just funky. But I always loved the opulence. Um, what would you say about the rooms? The rooms were very simple, but they were always very comfortable. I always thought the beds were nice. Um, yeah. The bathrooms were great, and the showers were really nice. And there's nice walk-in showers. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, you know, was it blowing my mind no not necessarily but it was nice i mean it wasn't like when i walked into the cosmo and i'm like wow you know this is incredible but no the monte carlo had nice rooms comfortable i had no complaints you know bathroom was nice and i always liked how like you know you could plug your phone in and stuff at night they always had some nice little features within the room nice amenities yeah it wasn't like over the top but if for what you were paying for it it was nice it's like a mid-level one you know yeah uh, what did you think about the pool? Oh. I know you have a lot to say on the pool. The pool? Okay. So the Monte Carlo pool, I am the connoisseur of pools. You know, I'm all about the pools when we go to these hotels. And Monte Carlo pool was by far one of my favorites, if not my favorites. And I've been to the Mandalay Bay pool. I've been to MGM Grand. You know, I've been to all over the strip. I think the only one that rivals it to me, in my mind, is the Golden Nugget. Okay. Nice I mean, that pool is epic, but Monte Carlo's pool had a really, you know, fun vibe. You know, they had a DJ, they had, you know, the wave pool right there. Um, there's the lazy river. 
um, which at times it can be annoying because people taking up, you know, just kind of standing in there taking up room. But this part, you know, you could just cruise on down that lazy river. There was, you know, separate other pool that was just kind of a pool, you know, and it was chill. There's the hot tub, you know, but, um, you know, it was just kind of a fun vibe there. And it wasn't ginormous. It's basically kind of a, oh, it's smaller version kind of of what's at Mandalay Bay now. Well, you remember when we read that Steve Wynn used mm -hmm. Ma uh, Monte Carlo's pool at was the test pool. Yeah. Like they actually designed that to mm -hmm. become what was yeah. my uh, Mandalay Bay's pool. It's like so a prototype. It was a prototype. Um, for me, well, I always liked about it. And you know me, I'm kind of hit or miss with pools. Mm -hmm. um, you obviously are the pool concert in Las Vegas. I kind of can take it or leave it. I, I, I did enjoy the Lazy River. Um, I did like the setup also because they had shaded areas. So when it was like 110, it, you could go get sun, but there was also that shaded area yeah. when you first walked in that was pretty much shaded. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was a nice little party atmosphere. Um, there was a nice deck area. I also liked how the pub had that little outside seating area yeah. so you could sit out there and have breakfast when they started serving breakfast towards the end or even lunch or whatever and just kind of take in all of the people watching. It was a nice, it was a very nice for what it was. And then you look at like something like New York, New York, and they're like kind of built at the same time in their pool and their pool is like just this little dinky community pool. yeah i mean I, I enjoyed it it was kind of cool sitting there you know and you see the roller coaster going by and everything but it was just kind of like what's eh, a pool yeah of those of those pools like even the arias pool like even the um cosmos pool i mean like all those pools they're just kind of cool it's a pool i mean did it have this like a like personality now this one was like one of those mid-level casinos in center strip that actually had a pool outside like Mingo or some of those that actually had a little bit of like you know well, fed features yeah so um let's talk about restaurants now there was a lot of restaurants where we there we didn't really eat there a whole time we went to that one place dragon noodle and we like waited like 20 minutes like remember for like ever because i think they were just opening up and we had like appetizer for dinner that was nice and i had the wonton soup there um time. the pub the pub i mean let's we can talk about the pub i mean the pub was my favorite you know the pub was probably and this is the thing i i you know i just covered guys about the craft beer scene and i said the strip really didn't have much the strip there for a while between 15 and even about three years ago did have a nice craft beer presence i thought and like the pub was one of the first where it had like 100 beers on tap now you'd be lucky if they had 50 on tap because remember we'd be like we want to try this all we don't have that anymore but their food was good yeah um breakfast the chicken and waffles that was my like go-to but yeah the beer selection you know when we first hit. went 20 when we went for the first time in 2014 it was you know it was pretty good still it was um, it was really good but, but each time we went i feel like there was less yeah and, and there was always like talking to the guy oh well they might be selling this and he so like even back then they knew something was going on and it yeah it, it, but like you could tell prior to even when we went it, it probably at one time was probably the place to go it, it had definitely a cool vibe with like the sports kind of like yeah. really brew house atmosphere i really loved it and again you can get some really good craft beers there um we did the buffet 
first time we were there. Yeah, and you know what? Like that was coming right off the wind buffet. So obviously expectations were going to be thing. But for like just a regular buffet on the strip, I mean, you can do a lot worse from what I've heard. I've heard it just was a, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it was just an average. It's middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good. Um, also, they had the ramen bowl place. Remember that? I went down there that one trip. And I'll be honest with you guys, uh, that was one of the best ramen bowls I've had in a while. Um, especially in Las Vegas, and apparently it was the best place in Las Vegas to get ramen for a long time. Um, they had the pizza place, which we, ne- we never got went, went to that degrees. barrel. What was it? Oh, uh, Double Barrel. Double Barrel was a fun time. That, <laughs> that was, was a fun time. That was a cool little bar, and, and you know, um, it was great that Meg and Mark, my sister and I, all of us got to go out yeah, on that. They had the ladies' night. That was fun. And then that Samba Latte was good, too. They had the ice cream place. Um, yeah, yeah, and then, then the ice cream place with the sandwiches that we all went in that one time. Yeah. That was really nice as well. I, I, I like that they had the, um, they had a, what was it? It wasn't Bebe's, and now it's Bebe's. They had the, um, it's where Juniper that lounge. Not, well, yeah. They had the steakhouse over there where the Juniper lounge is now. And then they all. Oh yeah, the brand steakhouse. That's brand steakhouse. We never ate there. No. And then they had that like. Well, really... then there's the food court, which we definitely hit up. Yeah, and then, of course the fifty thousand Starbucks around. Well, there were two remember, Starbucks. <laughs> remember, there was a Starbucks, and then you walked through the shopping mall, went down that like steps, and there was that crepe place we always wanted to eat at. And then we, we never, never did. Ate, we never ate the crepe in July place, and then you went down the steps after you went by a starbucks into another starbucks yeah there was the starbucks when you're on your way to the tram so yeah you know to the one way to aria and all that but then there yeah there was the starbucks more of like by the food court where there was there was mcdonald's there was what johnny rockets or something there was no it wasn't johnny, johnny rockets uh, it was something was nathan's yeah um there, there was, was Mc- there was a mexican one. there was a mexican one there was the mcdonald's yeah and there was that china there's chinese yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the restaurants weren't, uh, and they had that Andres we never ate at. It was like that fine Italian uh, French place um, that actually had apparently good reviews. So yeah, I mean, they, they had there again it goes back to what we we're talking about. It just had a hodgepodge of different restaurants. And then the you know, the little shops and everything. That was what I was going to get to yeah. was the shops. You know, the shops were just little boutique shops. Street of Dreams. I, the sh- that's right. It was called the Street of Dreams. And I just remember they had that Lick place. Lick, yes. Where we got like all the chocolates and stuff. And then uh, they had that one store across from my parlor. that always had the Giants merchandise. And I always wanted to get those really cool, like, uh, different San Francisco Giants stuff. And like, yeah, that just happened. And they had like a Oh, couple- the women's clothing store, which is like And then they had the that base. perfume store. They had like a perfume accessory store, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean the stores were pretty much what you would see a lot, a lot of them. Um, and then uh, gambling, but we never really did a whole lot of gambling at this. Not a ton, just a little bit of the slot machines, but you know. I, the, in the averages, we never really won anything because it was a strip property. So, um, but the, the casino was your just your typical average casino. I always thought it was busy. Always had good action going on. Um, and then we had the, uh, let's talk about two other things before we close today. 
Um, first off, the smell of the Monte Carlo. You know. Which I forgot to put a diffuser on. It, it, the smell was really what got you at, at the Monte Carlo was it was smelled like cinnamon and... It was kind of a vanilla, like, well, from, you know, we have the actual scent. So you can get from Aroma Retail. Um, or you can get from Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works, there's like, you know, you can, and you can find like, um, you know, similar scents to it. Um, but uh, I did find a candle years ago they don't make it anymore it's called salted oak bonfire tasted it smelled exactly like the monte carlo but it's pomegranate and sage is what their um smell is and when i smelled the diffuser thing it smelled a little bit different but then i realized it's probably because of all that cigarette smoke smell covering up some i don't too. know i just like i remember when i was at the airport and it's funny how that is like i just walked by the diffuser and that was the smell of the monte carlo i remember that totally being the smell so i would say for its time being i think the monte carlo had the best smell on the strip um in terms of a hotel um now those differ but yeah and then finally the fun elevator trips where we would always wait so one of the funniest things is they had this like these like ads on the window tv screen and the rest of them do but there would be like this ad and then it would show like the MGM thing and then this big long and was loud song would just come on and be like and then it would go into like all the other things it was just and and for whatever reason we had like when we're checking out like 3 30 in the morning to get our flight you know this and you're half awake and this song will come on yeah that's just yeah like that's one of the things i remember people like where you remember my car well it's a smell and it's that elevator song so um in closing um the Monte Carlo's miss because I remember when I went out and you weren't there and they had we went out probably what like two months before they were going to start to commission like they'd already remember we walked in they'd already moved the registration tables and brand was closed on all the front restaurants oh, were yeah. closed we were there like towards the end with your family you know, yeah like, it was literally yeah. it was literally like a month or two before we were closing and the reason we stayed there was we just wanted to get one last shot like yeah we the, couldn't even use the pool because yeah we the had pool to go use, was closed the pub was closed yeah. and it was really depressing to be honest with you like the smell was kind of still there but it wasn't um like the sound, remember, like if we yeah. were waiting for it to come and where they had it, it was like fizzled out. Yeah. Um, and they had like one or two things were starting to open. The park theater obviously was there. And, you know, but they, they'd started to play. And then when I went back a, about a year later, like they had already transferred over. And it was just like you walked in there and it, it really was like you just walked into a place that you knew and you knew what it was but really wasn't the same. You're like, what is this place? So, um, I don't know if we'll ever stay at the park MGM. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, um, we like some of the things at Italy. We want to check out best friend, you know, I mean, best friend. Yes. And they have the other new place. And we enjoyed, yeah, we enjoyed the one bar there. And, and Hey gang, I think when we go back here, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a live video walkthrough of the, um, Monte Carlo Park MGM just so you guys and we'll reminisce about where things were 
I think that would be kind of a fun thing. So anyway, guys, well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank my guest, J.A. And uh, make sure on your way out to hit that like button, click subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, I'm K.A. And we'll catch you next time on Talking Vegas all day with K.A.